Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR, HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to the Truth of Us. My name is Brendan D. Murphy. This is where we unleash truth and freedom with no holds barred, no fear, and no limits. Come and evolve beyond the matrix with me and thrive, not just survive. This is a realm of empowering, uncommon awareness. This is my Truth of Us. Hello and welcome to this episode of Truthverse. This week, I'm joined by Dr. Carrie Madej from the Dominican Republic. That's where she resides at the moment, but she's uh, U.S. born and bred, as I understand it, Carrie. Yeah. Yes, I am. Uh, internal medicine physician for 19 years now. I've owned my uh, last two clinics and medical director of those, as well as an attending physician for medical students for eight years. And now I've got more laid-back lifestyle, just doing telemedicine, public speaking, and charity work. One of the questions I wanted to ask you was when you or how you found yourself in the kind of role, in this position in the truth community where you're sucked into the vortex of kind of activism and, and waking yeah. people up, in, in essentially. When I owned my clinics and saw lots of patients, we drew patients from not only different states, but different countries, because we looked for the causes of the illnesses, not just treating the symptoms. And looking for the causes, for instance, people with cancer, we found out they were in areas with arsenic was being put in the water. Some of the liver transplant patients, it was because there was copper toxicity from industries dumping illegally. Also in the area of Atlanta, there was a lot of infectious diseases that were introduced, or maybe they were just in the, sorry about my dog. <laughs> Infectious diseases that were in the area that were actually considered biological weapons. And so looking at this, I saw all of the causes and opened my eyes and I started to look at why this is happening. Also, when I was younger, I always questioned about the tetanus vaccine. Why did we need it? Why were we giving it out? And with the tetanus vaccine, sorry, this dog, you should be stopping pretty soon. <laughs> but the tetanus vaccine, I asked, why do we need it? Because I was always told you must get your tetanus booster because it's going to prevent you from getting this bacteria from the soil that if you got in, if you had it inside your skin, you would get very sick and you'd have muscle spasms so terrible within minutes to hours, you would die and suffocate, you would suffocate that way. And I said, I didn't hear of anyone ever dying this way, not in any other country. So I started asking people throughout my education, what is this tetanus vaccine or, or tetanus bacteria? Can you prove it that it ex actually exists? This goes on to my residency. And in the residency, all the infectious disease physicians could not give me a bona fide case of any human having tetanus and dying in that manner. Hmm. Nothing had been isolated in the world ever in our history. So I said, why are we giving out the tetanus vaccine? 
And they told me to be quiet, like usual, just follow the protocol, don't question it. I knew that if it wasn't for this supposed bacteria, that there had to be a reason because we gave a lot of them out. So during my training, I realized in one of the hospitals, we never gave the tetanus vaccine to a group of patients, those that were on welfare, but we did give them to the private pay just in this hospital. And I asked why, because they got the rest of the vaccines. They told me, be quiet. That's just the protocol. <laughs> Again, be quiet. But I noticed there's a difference between the two populations. The ones that didn't get the tetanus vaccine were very fertile. They had children, no problem, even with poor prenatal care, poor nutrition. The ones who did get it were very infertile. So I did a research online, you can still find this, and it does show that the tetanus vaccine has been made in many instances to be the sterilization or the abortion vaccine. And the National Institute of Health is behind this since 1972. So they were doing this in Kenya and Latino countries and in India. So this was not what we were told. This was supposed to be for this mysterious bacteria. Then we find out it really is for sterilization. And we don't know how many countries this has been unveiled, but we do know this has been used even recently. So this opened my eyes to question everything, be a critical thinker. And I also attended some meetings that opened my eyes as well regarding vaccines in the future. There was a World Congress meeting where they talked really about transhumanism in this meeting. One of the genomics scientists, Dr. Craig Venter, was there. What he said was, very disturbing. And I also was invited to go to a business meeting in Atlanta where they talked about in the near future, which would be about right now, how um, they thought that business leaders and government officials had the authority and the right to manipulate a group of people's behavior. And that was through nanotechnology. Mm -hmm. So with all of these experiences in my life, and then when this COVID-19 hit, I said, I have to speak up and tell people what I know and warn them about what is happening and what is about to happen. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that that thing about the depopulation aspect, the infertility aspect of that vaccine, the tetanus vaccine, that thread runs through the whole sort of discussion on vaccination. Once you get out, outside of the controlled mainstream kind of echo chamber it's oh hang on a minute there's these things obviously we, we know that they don't do what they're advertised to do but it seems like, as you're saying there's a depopulation kind of imperative that's part of this usage of vaccination like they're telling us it's to protect us and save lives but actually it's to limit reproductive capacities and limit populations yes, yes. how did yes, you there's been lo lots of meetings about depopulation the g20 meetings it's only about depopulation of the world and we have Bill Gates always talking about that. He comes from a line of eugenics, of population control. This has been brought up over and over again. And also the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in the United States, they know about research with the vaccines. For instance, we know the MMR, measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, has had cancer-causing viruses in it for many decades now. And they know this, the proof is there, the research is there, yet they don't tell anybody and they continue to put out the same vaccine. And we also know a whistleblower came out to show that the CDC was aware that the MMR vaccine was targeting African-American boys. And that when they got the MMR vaccine, they were five times more likely to get autism. And in fact, I remember this coming out in the medical community, me and my colleagues saw it and, and nobody did anything. Hmm. Nobody even, nothing was done about this. It shows how there was a specificity for a certain race of people. You can look over and over again, you're going to see these examples come up and how the vaccine industry is not what people think it is.
A hundred percent. And it's funny when you challenge someone's beliefs, the average person, right? They just, there's a level of indoctrination through society from the day you're born. And if you challenge the, the, the sanctity of vaccination and the vaccine program or any individual vaccine, the knee jerk reaction is, oh, you're not a doctor. You don't know what you're talking about. Very few doctors, med students don't get an education in vaccination. And so here you are, someone who's actually a doctor and who's been investigating it for many years, telling us the exact opposite of what we're all supposed to believe. Yes, I only got four hours of vaccine education in my medical school, and that's about on average, what a doctor gets. And then you're told it's good for you. It's homeop- It's almost like a homeopathic medication, <laughs> they tell you. That's exactly what they said. They said, yeah. you're just getting a little bit of what makes you sick and maybe a little mercury and aluminum, but don't worry about that. <laughs> and when I started looking into it, no, it's nothing like that. Aborted fetal cells that are cancer causing, that are cancerous, animal cell lines that are more and more going into that. These animal cell lines have up to 4,000 different infections in them. These are going into the vaccines. The adjuvants that are made to incite and inflame your body's immune response, which opens up your blood-brain barrier, all these things that are in there that we were never taught. Unless you really research it yourself, no doctor really understands this. Hmm. They don't understand that our science does not uphold these vaccines. Many vaccines have never been proven to actually work, and yet we still give them to people. This is unbelievable that we've gone this far in our science and medicine and still are pushing vaccines. And I'd like to say that the Center for Disease Control estimates by the year 2025 to 2035 that one of every two children born will be on the autistic spectrum, 50% of children. Mm. We, will, we cannot survive as a society if we have that many people on the autistic spectrum. And they don't give a reason why, but if you keep looking at how many vaccines we've been giving to people, that correlates with the amount of cancers and autism in our society. So we're up to 72 doses now for an average child. They expect 126 doses by 2025 Mm. will be given to the average child. Wow. 126. Absolutely crazy. As far as the the vaccine situation goes, you you are well known at this point for for talking about the direction it's been heading in and this transhumanist side of it and the the nanotechnology side of it. When did you start looking into that side of things? When I went to this scientific meeting, a World Congress meeting uh, around six years ago or so, Dr. Craig Venter was the keynote speaker. I was very interested in genomics and stem cells, so I thought this is a great conference. And it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I'll give you the one-liner that Dr. Venter gave us when he began his speech. He said, what is God? God creates. So now we can create. So now we're gods. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting. I thought this was going to be more of a holistic conference, how to be better. It was anti-aging, how to make your body better, not through transhumanist. And then he went on to say how we could do this through splicing and dicing genomes together to make a better human. Okay. And then he went, which could sound okay. Okay. We get rid of a disease, get rid of cancer. All right. But then he started saying, we're really good at synthesizing a gene, something from outside of nature. And we've been playing around, I'm paraphrasing playing around, but that's what I call it. He and the other scientist with putting these in organisms, including humans. And he said, just so you know, right now in the United States, you can patent something that's synthetic in a human or any organism. So if you put a piece of a gene or or a gene in there that's synthetic, then whoever owns the patent on that 
can own that part of the organism or perhaps the entire organism. It's unbelievable. I was just horrified to hear this in this talk. And he says, I see some of you aren't okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not okay with that. What in the world? And, but the, the crazy thing is watching the reaction of the different scientists, uh, researchers, or the doctors in the room, most of them are okay with it or clapping, mm -hmm. or I don't know if they understood what they were hearing. On top of that, he said the future of medicine would be coming from our smart device, our phone. That would be the doctor. It's unbelievable. So he said pretty soon we could download our own vaccines and vaccines were key. He said, we will need vaccines all the time. <laughs> he, was, he was telling us the plan right then and there. Yeah. And that our medications would be downloaded too from the smartphone. And I didn't know the substance or the mechanism that would connect us with the smartphone until recently. Mm -hmm. He also said they were busy uploading all the genomes up into the cloud and China was downloading them. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> now, now what, for what end, whatever reason, he didn't say why. This was another very disturbing thing to me, though. When he said they were patenting the genes, they were very proud of their work and they wanted to be recognized or I, I don't know what his intention was, but he said he and the other scientists were actually putting their names in the gene or the genome of the patented organism. So that means Craig Venter would be in there because you can read the gene or the genome like a language, like a binary code. He was literally putting he, his name and other people's names in it, branding you from a genome standpoint. And then he also said they were putting messages in there. And I wanted to know what in the world, what kind of message he was putting in there. He would not tell us what the mm -hmm. message was. So this left me shocked. And I was went around saying, okay, what can I do with this? No one will listen to me. Maybe this will be 20 years from now, 30 years from now. And then when I started to look at this vaccine in COVID-19 and started to see the same kinds of mechanisms they were talking about in this particular World Congress meeting, I was, wow, they're really, they're doing exactly what they were saying in this meeting. But right now it's only been five or six years. Yeah. So that really opened my eyes and to know what was the possibilities. And then also the business meeting I went to, it was an owner's meeting of Metro Atlanta. And there they were talking about how they felt they needed to augment or alter the behavior of the people in Metro Atlanta quickly. <laughs> they felt they, they uh, had the right to do this because people there were too racist and they weren't amenable to different cultures. So they came up with a great plan and the plan was to use a health app on our, our smartphones and that Atlanta would be one of the pilot cities. And they said we would, they would do this for the good of the whole It'd make people healthier. And they felt that if you could stop people from lying, that they would be healthier people. It's mind, body, spirit kind of thing. And then within 30 days, people would be nicer to each other. Then other industries would see that people were nicer and move to Atlanta. This was exactly the explanation given to all of us in the room. Bizarre. So bizarre. And the other thing was when I went there, we had to be bussed in. Our cell phones were jammed and we were not allowed to leave the building. Oh, wow. And I, I was not aware that would be that kind of a meeting. But anyway. So they gave us the example in the room of how this would act or how this would go on. They said, imagine two people talking on the phone and one woman said to the other woman, where are you? You're not at the restaurant. It's five o'clock. And the other woman would say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm running late at the gym. I'll be there soon. The phone in a millisecond would know that she's lying 
because she, they would know by GPS, it would know by her heart rate, her blood pressure, all these different things, but also her blood alcohol content would be known instantly. Also, the voice inflection app would know that she's lying. They said it's very good. They're proud of that. They said that there's an electrodermal analysis, which is a polygraph or a light detector test was inside the software. And that could also sense that she's lying. All these different things came up and then it said she would get an instant repercussion. And then based on how many times she lied, that cumulative amount would give her like a social credit repercussion. Mm. And they brought up in this meeting what they were thinking of is perhaps you could not get a good enough uh, percentage on your mortgage. So you couldn't get the house you wanted. You couldn't get a kind a certain kind of job. You couldn't go to this school. You couldn't go to this rest, nice restaurant, let's say. So in essence, it would be mimicking China's social credit system. And this, as I mean, listening to this one too, I'm sitting here going, this, they have to be crazy. I mean, crazy. Are they just making this up? And then I watched the whole room again. Most people clapping, standing ovation. And at both of these meetings, I asked people around me, I said, come on, do you not see the insanity? Do you not see the, uh, how dangerous this is with our autonomies, freedoms, independence? And, and not to mention privacy. Yeah. And so what people told me there, they said, you'll see it's either us or them. And they admitted it was wrong, but they felt like they were part of the group. And so they were going to stay in the part of the group that was determining and, and augmenting other people and, and their lives. So but I told them, I said, don't you see that you're going, this technology will be used on you as well, because it's <laughs> artificial intelligence making the decisions, not another human being. <laughs> you're a fool to go along with this. So anyway, those meetings really shaped what I saw and gave me the basis to warn people to see what was going on. It was just a little bit of the things, many things that I learned. And why did I go to those meetings? Well, I was recruited. I was invited to go. But obviously, that is not the, the choice or the path I took. I well, believe in human 1.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I used to talk about human 2.0, but you know I can't do that now because of what they're doing with their ideas about 2.0. Yeah. It's not cool. Do you know how many people were there in this room at these meetings? Who were they headhunting to be in attendance? In the business meeting, you had to be invited. And I don't know, I, I filled out some things and they just recruited me. I didn't really want to go. It was my only meeting I went to because I, I just couldn't believe what I saw. But in these meetings, we saw, or I saw, big tech corporations were there, people from CNN, some people you would might know, for people in the United States might know them, seeing them, big corporations, really large corporations. So I was an oddball there because I was a doctor, really medical establishments weren't invited to much that I saw. But yeah, it was mostly that. So it seems to me, and this is the way it's all going, obviously humans in many respects to be made redundant and taken out of the, the equation. So it's, I also see the point where this technocratic agenda eliminates most of the need for any kind of medical kind of community. Like you're talking about having the phone being the doctor now. So doctors are going to be a thing of the past pretty soon if we allow exactly. this to continue. That's what they told me even in my training, that they uh, believed that they could get rid of all of us, that we were not needed anymore. They could do it all through technology. Wow. And that looks like where they're going with this. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. They can get this substance in us. The substance is that nanotechnology, uh, a broad term is called hydrogel. Yeah. And it's a DARPA technology. And it's actually the perfect substance to put inside a human to make you part cyborg, in essence, okay. and hook you with AI.
because it can do everything a computer can. It can also cool you down if you get too hot, because imagine if you have a lot of activity going on, you heat up just like your computer can heat up. It actually has a cooling agent as well. It also is symbiotic with your body tissue as a predilection for brain tissue and neurons. Um, as you can see, it can gather all that information. It actually can recreate itself inside your body and reproduce inside your body as well. It has the possibility of doing that. <laughs> it's unbelievable, huh? So this is why this, that's the substance that they're using for this. And that's why in these meetings, they said, not only can we use them as biosensors, but they can have tasks or jobs once the impulse or the information or the direction is given to the body. So let's say if you injured something, they've used this hydrogel to repair some tendons. Well, that could sound okay. Also, it is an on-demand drug delivery system. If you have enough of the ingredients, for lack of a better word, in your body, then you know you can make your own vaccines, of course, but you could also make a sedative, I, I suppose, <laughs> or some other, maybe some insulin that could be a, a good thing. Or they were saying about for cancer, targeting the cancer. These things could be used for good, but obviously you can see, I don't know if I really trust these people that are in charge of all this technology. Yeah. So the things that hydrogel can do are innumerable. Let's, let me just stop, stop you there, Carrie, and I'll, we're going to come back to that because I know you can keep talking about it. We're going to have to go to a quick break. We've got Dr. Carrie Madej joining us on Truthiverse this week. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we're going to hear more about this hydrogel and its many possibly sinister purposes. Get ready to work smarter, not harder. Brendan D. Murphy's ebook, The Pocket Guide to Affiliate Marketing, does just that and shows you the possibilities of how to maximize profit to put in your pocket. The Pocket Guide to Affiliate Marketing shows you the ins and outs to discover how to leverage the system, tools, and automation to make passive income while you enjoy the lighter side of life. Get The Pocket Guide to Affiliate Marketing at brendandmurphy.com pocket. That's brendandmurphy.com pocket. You have too little time to shop, so try Farm Fresh to you. They deliver organic food the way nature intended, delivered straight to your home or office, economically. Visit our web advertiser page and click on Farm Fresh to you now. The Grand Delusion is the book that can prove consciousness is at the root of creation. It strips away the veil of materialism and heals the division between science and spirituality. It provides a new intelligent foundation and direction for civilization to take in the 21st century and beyond. Personally, get ready to go to your next level on multiple counts as The Grand Delusion by Brendan D. Murphy illuminates the truth so you can be part of the solution for a better, happier world. Get your copy now at brendandmurphy.com slash TGI. Audiobooks gives you instant access to over 50,000 of the best sellers and hottest book titles in romance, mystery, fiction, and many other genres. Just visit healthylife.net's advertiser page and click on audiobooks to get started. You have options. Even if the economy is down, you can help protect yourself with multiple revenue streams to help you through these fast-changing times and beyond. If you're serious about exploring your options, then head to brendandmurphy.com future to check out the free training session. You can start adapting your future and learn to set up a fully functional affiliate marketing ad campaign step-by-step. -step. 
You can learn how to use social media to make a living. So start by going to brendandmurphy.com slash future. More exhilarating talk. Healthylife.net. Welcome back to Truth Verse. I'm your host, Brendan D. Murphy, and we're joined by Dr. Carrie Madej this week. We're talking vaccination, the, the future of medicine, and uh, the, these COVAXs, which we'll get to a little more. But we were specifically on the subject of hi- the hydrogel, which is which opens up some pretty disturbing potentialities. And Carrie, I had to interrupt you mid-thought there, but you were talking about some of the things that this hydrogel can do or potentially do. Yes, hydrogel has innumerable things that it can do. Just imagine having microscopic little robots inside your body that can assemble, disassemble, and reassemble and could do that indefinitely in your body. And, And it also can replicate and grow itself. It has the possibility of doing that. And it has some good things where possibly if it's given the right direction or instructions called impulses or frequencies via like a smart device like your phone, it could repair maybe some tissues in your body, or it can make something that could target a cancer cell or possibly infection. Those could be some good things or give you insulin, give you drugs on demand. However, the problem is we're dealing with software. We're dealing with AI, something that can be hacked into very easily. Mm. Do you really want to take that chance in your body, your precious body, sacred body that how do you know something is not hacking into it all the time? How do you know the people in charge of it are for your best interest. Just a frequency, just an impulse, just a light uh, source can give an instruction to this AI inside your body. So it's a two-way street. And also data is being collected from you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. During these meetings that I went to, they did talk about problems with privacy, of course. Where was the data going? Who could make it secure? They didn't have the answers then. Okay. Who is going to monitor, who's going to profit off of this? Obviously lots of people, right? We know the Microsoft corporation will profit off of that because of the patent they have out. That's an international patent 060606, mm-hmm. the biosensors and cryptocurrency. And how also they're talking about, I think in many countries, who's being a good citizen, who's not being a good citizen. I think you've heard this in Australia there many times, right? Yeah. So how could they how could they really get to you? Well, you don't get your cryptocurrency. You're not going to be able to eat if you're speaking out against the government. You're saying things that they think is a danger to society. They look at people that are speaking up for our rights as dangerous now. They say that in the United States. Yeah. We could be terrorists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. We're seeing the same thing here as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And the Pfizer vaccine, you probably heard about that one. It has to be cold or or kept under negative 80 degrees Celsius temperature, which is insanely cold. It's a very deep freeze. They're saying it's for that modified messenger RNA. And I can tell you, anybody that knows science knows that's that's not true because you don't need that, that level of coldness. So either it could be something that's very infectious, which they claim they're not using any live infection. So that shouldn't be it or they're using this nanotechnology that has to be under deep freeze. Okay, so the nanotech requires Crazy. those super sub-zero temperatures, does it? If it's something that's can be very active in a person's body, yes. Okay, and yet uh, to be transported, it has to be super cold, but once it's in your biology, in your wetware, it's going to be f- function normally. 
So certain hydrogels were designed to be liquid so they could be pushed through a syringe. And then once, so you have to keep those cold until you want to inject them. Once they're in the syringe and you push it in the body, it becomes body temperature, then it's activated and then it can form its structures inside the body. Oh, it sounds wonderful. I think I'll line up for that as soon as it's available. Yeah. (laughs) They're not being honest with us. And they use the word hydrogel, different terms like lipid nanoparticles. And if you look at the really long chemical name, each one's different. But in essence, they are using different kinds of hydrogels. Okay. All right. Is it true that it seems to be something that they might be actually working into the food chain as well? I think I've heard rumblings of that or seen read a little bit here and there about In in plants, for example, that we're eating? It can be aerosolized. It can be desiccated, dried out, and aerosolized. You don't get enough of a payload that way. We call it a payload. Getting it injected or inserted in you is probably the the best way to get a large amount in you. Of course, you can eat it. It's in the food supply. They've been using it in the crops for a while because they claim that the hydrogel can hold on to water And so in times of drought, it could still feed the crops. This is their excuse of using it. But again, you don't get as the high payload that like you would get if you got an injection or through the the bandage platform. Okay. So ultimately, the idea here is hook us up to the phones, to the cloud. As far as infrastructure goes, do you see the 5G network as being an important part of this? It's the key component. This could not happen without 5G. 5G has to be there. Yeah. So if all the 5G went down, it would be really hard to make all this work. Yeah. And they, it, they haven't successfully rolled it out in, in a lot of places as well. So we're, we're still a ways off the infrastructure really being there to execute this fully, mm-hmm. which is yeah. definitely a positive. <laughs> yes, that is a positive. Yes. Hopefully we'll still have areas that don't have it, right? Yeah, so yeah, yes. exactly. In rural areas, for example, where houses are really massively spaced apart, those kinds of they need those transmitting towers every sort of 100 meters or so or whatever, like lots of them yeah. close together. So it doesn't seem viable for remote kind of areas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so hopefully that remains the case. As far as the, the COVAX stuff goes, is this, the hydrogel is an important part of, is this part of the COVAX um, or vaxes being developed as far as you're aware? Yes, whenever you see something called nanolipid particles, you have to be suspicious they are using hydrogel with that. And the problem is they're not being honest with us at all about exactly what's going in the vaccine. For instance, in Pfizer, when they're giving us, they're supposed to only use one part of the virus in, for the code of that, that vaccine, so only the spike part. So that means it would just be a short genomic sequence. However, if you look at what they're using in the study, they say they're using the entire virus. So either they made a big mistake, which you should never make a mistake like that in a, in a study, or they're lying to us and they're putting the entire virus into the body. That mean, oh. If they're putting the whole virus, that means you're actually going to create and make the entire virus. So somebody should be saying, stop right now. Are they putting the entire virus in the people's bodies right now for this vaccine? Yeah. I mean, if that was the case, you'd, if, if you believed that, you know, viruses were infectious agents that cause disease, and then you'd take the step of believing in the coronavirus. And what, what I've been digging into is the, whether or not we've actually got this SARS-CoV-2 virus. Has anyone sequenced the entire genome? The answer appears to be no. Has anyone properly purified and isolated it? Again, the answer seems to be no one's got any real evidence that this thing is an actual 
properly identified and an infectious agent. There's all these steps of proof that haven't been, boxes that haven't been ticked. The infectivity of any of these viruses is the least of my concerns. It's more the way that they're trying to engineer the human body with the hydrogels and the transhumanist agenda where they're just doing this experiment on these human guinea pigs that we don't know where it's going to go. Just while I wrap up my thoughts on that, I want to come back to you, Carrie, and we'll pick up where we're leaving off here. I'm going to have to take a quick break, folks. We are joined by Dr. Carrie Madej here on Truthverse this week. We'll be right back after this short interlude. There's a masterclass in self-evolution called Evolve Yourself. It helps you become the best version of yourself and even goes beyond your expectations. Once activated, Evolve Yourself continues to guide and mold you on your path towards enlightenment automatically. Like it's on autopilot. Imagine spiritual growth and healing as you are made aware of a simple method to trigger a massive mind-body-spirit upgrade. It's easy to begin your transformation process. Watch the free online masterclass at EvolveYourself.live. Evolve Yourself. Live. For the best in business class travel, count on Cheapo Air. Cheapo Air has the best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service, and easy booking online or by phone. To experience your hassle-free journey, start by going to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Cheapo Air. Looking for an online business? Well, look no further. On brendandmurphy.com, you can join the Affiliate Institute. You'll get the skill set and core tools you need to help you be a successful online entrepreneur. It's taught by some of the best people in the business like Cameron George. But what's even better? You can earn as you learn. Only the Affiliate Institute teaches you what to do and provides you amazing high-ticket offers that you can immediately sell. So start your online business today by going to brendandmurphy.com playbook. Constant Contact and your small business make a perfect fit for marketing. They give you what you need to succeed. Fast and easy email marketing at your fingertips. Visit the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on Constant Contact to start your marketing. Have you heard about electrolyzed water? You know water is the foundation of life, and in these times you want to keep your immune system strong and robust. That's where electrolyzed water may help. It's hydrogen-rich with lots of antioxidants, so it may help you stay hydrated, maintain great health, and boost your energy, too. This technology is made by an industry-leading Japanese company that has been going strong for 45 years. Change your water, change your life at brendandmurphy.com slash kangen, spelt K-A-N-G-E-N. You're listening to CHSR Real Radio on the web. Welcome back to Truthverse. I'm your host, Brendan D. Murphy, and we're joined by Dr. Carrie Madej this week. We're talking vaccination, the, the future of medicine. Where do you want to go with this? What do you really want to touch on that we haven't touched on yet? Just briefly, the new vaccines so far, they're not proving any efficacy, really. They're just looking at mild symptoms. They're not looking at their endpoints. They're not about if they prevent death or transmission of uh, infection or uh, hospitalization. They're not looking at that. They're just looking at, they prevent one symptom, <laughs> cough or body aches or something, and plus a positive test. That's their end point. That's sure. it. Okay, yeah. And is that, does that come down, it comes down, seems to me, mostly it's to do with the antibody titers. Is that sort of what it hinges around for the most part? One of them, I think Pfizer was using the nasal swab, the PCR test. Oh, well, that's even <laughs> more, that's even more yes. useful. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. And it, again, the Pfizer study is very suspicious because they don't have the proper labeling of their study. They don't have the date that it, they started a revision date when it was procured. Nothing. I've never seen a scientific document like that before. That's just crazy. Yeah. Moderna is better with that. But again, their endpoints are terrible. We don't know the duration of these antibodies. Do they last for two days? Do they last for 30 days? We don't know. Because in the animal studies, they only last for hours to days, the antibodies. <laughs> That's crazy. So they're not even telling us how long they supposedly last. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of problems with the studies. There are. What about the people who've been reported to have neurological issues? And, and a couple of people have come down really sick in these trials. First of all, my colleagues and I are really suspicious about, for instance, Pfizer's research, because if they need it negative 80 degrees Celsius, not many places can do that. And you'll need for their 45,000 research subjects, about 1,000 to 4,000 test sites. You have to have 1,000 to 4,000 facilities that can handle that kind of a deep freeze. Where are they? Does yeah. anyone see them? Mm -hmm. we, we're having a lot of problems like logistically, how are they doing this? And mm -hmm. where are these people? And they're not being transparent with their research. They're just saying to us with a news flash, by the way, it's 90%, 95% effective. Where's the raw data? We don't have it. Mm. So how can we even analyze? We don't know a lot about these trials, but I can tell you that this is not how a trial should run at all. So it's very suspicious on many different levels. Yeah, sure. And why would we trust them? I mean, these companies are on record as being notoriously dishonest and have been punished. All of the major vaccine companies have <laughs> exactly. been punished for, for their fraudulent advertising and being misleading and their, the damage, There's the billions of dollars in vaccine injury payouts. We could go on and on about this stuff. And the criminality of these companies is, is well known at this point, right? Of course. And everybody knows they have no repercussions for any ill will or any deaths that they cause. They don't have to pay out one penny to anybody. If anyone's killed or maimed or injured, nothing happens to them. They still make all their money. They don't pay out a dollar for any ill effects they have on the human population. Mm. It's unbelievable. It is. It's incredible that they've got the government politicians have been in bed, so, so in bed for so long since, what was it, 1986 or 88 when they created the yeah. act? It's astounding. The, in the United States, we made sure that they didn't have to pay out a dollar ever with a second mandate that was the Emergency Preparedness Act, and that really covered them. So there's nothing anyone could do if you get injured at all. Mm -hmm. We really need more data to really look at, to really study these tests. We don't really know their methodology that well. They're just telling us some things, but not everything. We're not looking at any endpoints that make any sense, only if you if it prevents uh, the person from testing positive with a PCR test or an antibody test and also one symptom, <laughs> one symptom. And then if you look at these studies like Moderna and hundred percent of their high dose group got systemic side effects for up to a week, they were severely ill. And then the 80% of their low dose test group. So they were getting sick already with the COVID symptoms. So what are we really protecting anyone from? It doesn't show that it prevents transmission. It doesn't show that it prevents hospitalization or death. So why are we taking this vaccine? Why is everybody rushing out to get it? And Anthony Fauci told us that we still have to do social distancing, quarantining and wearing masks, even after you take the vaccine. So why are we doing this? It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So to recap, we have 
no evidence that it reduces the number of people who will end up in hospital, no evidence that it will reduce the number of people who die and will still have to wear masks at the end of the day anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. It's crazy. It doesn't make common sense at all. No, no. How have you found your colleagues, if you like, have you had much in the way of feedback from them as far as your you know, public stance that you've taken? Some of my colleagues that aren't outspoken, they're afraid of losing their job. So they might say quietly, yes, this is crazy, but I need to keep my job. You hear that over and over again. I'm disappointed at this point because they still have their Hippocratic oath to uphold. Mm. And so they shouldn't be promoting anything that doesn't have proof that the benefits outweigh the risks. That's something, it's an oath that we took and that they should uphold that. So job or not, I, I think that it's an honor and a privilege to take care of other people. So I am calling my colleagues out on that one. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And it's high time that uh, more doctors do exactly what you're doing, I think. The non-interference kind of mentality is something that we've lost track of. If it's leave well enough alone, if something doesn't need to be done, if you don't need an intervention, then you don't do it. Exactly. Yeah, obviously people by now need to see that there's a bigger agenda going on. And we're, we're playing Russian roulette with our own bodies and our future generations. And I'd like to say with um, these modified messenger RNA vaccines, you can change the DNA, the genome of a person. So when they say that it does not, that is not true. There's many ways that can happen. They use a small enough RNA called a hairpin segment. It can go into the nucleus that can do that. Also, if there's a reverse transcriptase virus being used, which the COVID-19 happens to have that by chance, that can go into the DNA. So that's proof right there two ways. Also, we can knock out a gene through a modified messenger RNA, meaning if you have a fertility gene, that modified RNA can go in and silence it, knock it out so it's no longer functioning. It's no longer a fertility gene. It does nothing, although mm. it still codes for it. There's many examples. So I just want to tell people on record that, yes, these vaccines can alter your genes, your DNA, your genome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. And with that, I, I might take us into another quick break, ladies and gents, and we'll come back to the last segment with Dr. Carrie Madej, who I'm very pleased to have welcomed onto the show this week. So stay with us and we'll be right back after this on Truth of Us. You can help reset and optimize your metabolism and help turn your fat into fuel. Want something that can help you do just that? In just 10 days? Then you need to try the 10-Day Ketone Challenge. It may even trigger cell repair and regeneration that may help to slow down the aging process. With the 10-Day Ketone Challenge, there's no meal planning or long-term commitments. Go to brendandmurphy.com challenge and jump right in. brendandmurphy.com challenge. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the Rent-A-Car banner. The truth and nothing but the truth, but it's spelled T-R-O-O-T-H. Truth is a new social media network that elucidates the censored information that Facebook and search engines have suppressed and don't want you to see. Created by Brendan D. Murphy, it's a platform run by truth seekers for truth seekers, a place where freedom of speech is protected as the highest value. Connect with a community of fellow truth seekers. Visit brendandmurphy.com truth. Truth can set you free. It's spelt T-R-O-O-T-H. 
This is Jack Maher from the band Feed the Kitty. It's important to support the artists you love, and you can do that and get something authentic for yourself. Rock.com has the most coveted, licensed merchandise of music, culture, and entertainment. So go to the advertiser page and click on rock.com now. Get ready to work smarter, not harder. Brendan D. Murphy's ebook, The Pocket Guy, Do Affiliate Marketing, does just that and shows you the possibilities of how to maximize profit to put in your pocket. The Pocket Guy, Do Affiliate Marketing shows you the ins and outs to discover how to leverage the system, tools, and automation to make passive income while you enjoy the lighter side of life. Get The Pocket Guy, Do Affiliate Marketing at brendandmurphy.com slash pocket. That's brendandmurphy.com slash pocket. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Welcome back to Truth of Us. I'm Brendan D. Murphy, and this week we have Dr. Carrie Madej. We're talking about the COVID vaccines and the general sort of scam, scamdemic of it, the transhumanist aspect of it in particular. And I wanted to get Carrie's takeaway messages for people and her, her angle on the spiritual aspect of what's unfolding as well, Carrie. I just want to tell people that we have really good research in science, too, that shows us the power of us human beings that we're electrical beings as well. And we have auras and energies we can measure. And the heart is the most powerful organ in the entire body. It's 100,000 times more powerful than the brain with its electromagnetic energy. And the average human, it goes out six feet and people that are stronger, it can go out several kilometers. It's amazing. And if you tap into that heart power, that and what makes us tick, that's our passion, it drives us, that's our, our spirituality, our human nature. That is so powerful. If we join together, we unite, we, we are there for each other, we bond with each other, we start praying and meditating, things can change. We know that. So we have a lot of research on that. It's not just negative research. We have really positive research. And that's why we are being divided. We're being separated. We put the masks on. That is to make us forget about who we are as human beings. And don't forget that. We have power. We always have had the power. Mm. So I encourage people to tap into their spirituality. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for that, Carrie. And with that, I think that's a great concluding thought. As far as the vaccines, the COVID vaccines, the hydrogen, the unfolding transhumanist agenda, is there anything you feel like we've skipped over or missed out? No, just tell people, please do your own critical thinking and your research and due diligence about these vaccines. They are not what you think they are and be there for one another. Let's go back to being people and meeting with each other and supporting each other and go back to what makes us human, what makes us tick. That's important. We need to take this battle to where it should be, the spiritual realm, not the physical realm. In the spiritual realm, we can beat this because this is a spiritual battle that we're in. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely a war against our humanity and we are at risk of losing touch with that. And that's, again, like you said, that's what the masks are about and really reclaiming that right now in the face of this onslaught of medical tyranny and just general tyranny. It's so crucial that we rediscover what it means to be a human being and, and what community and, and being connected to each other really means. And I don't mean through a screen either. Exactly. I totally agree with you. Yeah, we need to get back to our roots and start uh, remembering who we are because we are brilliant, beautiful, shining beings. 
And I hope that people remember that and see that in one another again, because I do. And that's why I keep fighting and speaking up for this and for us and for our world. We deserve it. We deserve a lot better. Beautiful. And we should demand it. On that note, that was a, a wonderful concluding sentiment. And I want to thank Dr. Carrie Madej for joining us here on Truthverse this week. Carrie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Brendan. It's been a pleasure. All right, ladies and gents, that was Dr. Carrie Madej joining us. Glad to have her here to talk about her experience as a whistleblower and a medical professional who is not a card-carrying member of the cult of jabism. Always good stuff. So I thought I'd take the opportunity to use the last few minutes of the show to discuss a few things that supplement our discussion. Now, recently it came to my attention and Del Bigtree pointed this out, that if you, there's a website called Tenders Electronic Daily, and they recently published a page which included this section about a vaccine, a COVID vaccine, and I'll read this little paragraph here. It says, the MHRA urgently seeks an artificial intelligence software tool to process the expected high volume of COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reactions and ensure that no details from the ADRs, that is the adverse drug reactions, reaction texts are missed. So to just ram this home, I'm going to repeat the pertinent section here. The expected high volume of COVID-19 adverse reactions. They're expected expecting this to wreak havoc. They're expecting this to do enormous harm. And that's okay. They're fine with it. They're totally fine with it. So this shows you the mentality of the people in the medical system, the, the medical overlords, the medical priesthood, the technocrats who think it's okay to experiment with humans, your children, um, your loved ones, yourself, who think it's okay to take ownership of your body as if it's their property when it is not. In a legal or lawful sense, it is your property. For those of you who are not sure, the MHRA is the Medicines and Healthcare Regulatory Agency in the UK. So that is like the FDA. This is the top of the sort of mainstream medical food chain. They're fully expecting this carnage to be created by the coronavirus vaccine that they use. And according to this article I'm looking at here, they will be expecting to utilise Pfizer's COVID vaccine. So there you go. They're expecting to receive 10 million doses, according to this article from the 9th of November. And they, they will intend to deploy them in the English population, the population of the UK, fully expecting enormous numbers of adverse reactions. And that's absolutely all right with these people, these sociopaths in charge. Now... The good news is that we have nothing to be afraid of. There is nothing to be afraid of based on the evidence. There was never an actual pandemic. We simply had a mind virus being spread by the mass media, by the medical system, by the politicians, and ultimately the deep state, the elite who've cooked this up, and people like Bill Gates, who are the, the sort of poster boys for this rubbish. And maybe more to the point, as I pointed out throughout my season here, the, many of the first episodes of Truthiverse, many of the first of the 20 episodes, there is no such thing based on the evidence. There's no such thing as an infectious virus that hops around from you to me, making me sick, and then passes from me to the next person and makes them sick. It doesn't really exist. This is an age-old myth. It's an age-old modern medical myth based on information from the 1800s, which is completely outdated. And they also suppressed the real research and the good information that they had from people like Bechamp and those who followed in his footsteps and completely destroyed Germany 
germ theory. So the problem here is germ theory. We have to understand that this stuff is completely outdated. There's nothing to be afraid of. What we are calling viruses are simply genetic materials that are uh, expelled from ourselves in response to stress and toxicity. And that's what the best modern evidence tells us. That's where science is now, not in the late 1800s, even though people like Bechamp were already onto the whole pleomorphic thing and the way that cells will change into other kinds of cells under different cellular conditions in the body, which is a whole other discussion, which we've touched on in, in a few other episodes. So anyway, ladies and gents, I'll take a quick break and come back and wrap this thing up on Truthiverse with your host, Brendan D. Murphy on Healthy Life Radio. The truth and nothing but the truth, but it's spelled T-R-O-O-T-H. Truth is a new social media network that elucidates the censored information that Facebook and search engines have suppressed and don't want you to see. Created by Brendan D. Murphy, it's a platform run by truth seekers for truth seekers, a place where freedom of speech is protected as the highest value. Connect with a community of fellow truth seekers. Visit brendandmurphy.com truth. Truth can set you free. It's spelt T-R-O-O-T-H. You have too little time to shop, so try Farm Fresh to you. They deliver organic food the way nature intended, delivered straight to your home or office, economically. Visit our web advertiser page and click on Farm Fresh to you now. Have you heard about electrolyzed water? You know water is the foundation of life, and in these times you want to keep your immune system strong and robust. That's where electrolyzed water may help. It's hydrogen-rich with lots of antioxidants, so it may help you stay hydrated, maintain great health, and boost your energy, too. This technology is made by an industry-leading Japanese company that has been going strong for 45 years. Change your water, change your life at brendandmurphy.com slash kangen, spelt K-A-N-G-E-N. Roku is like having your own video library with over 300,000 choices. And it's the best way to get Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and so much more. There's a Roku player for every budget. So go to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on the Roku banner. You can help reset and optimize your metabolism and help turn your fat into fuel. Want something that can help you do just that in just 10 days? Then you need to try the 10-Day Ketone Challenge. It may even trigger cell repair and regeneration that may help to slow down the aging process. With the 10-Day Ketone Challenge, there's no meal planning or long-term commitments. Go to brendandmurphy.com challenge and jump right in. brendandmurphy.com challenge. Eclectic talk with a positive twist. Healthylife.net. Welcome back to Truthverse. I'm Brendan D. Murphy. We are here on Healthy Life Radio. And just to wrap this up with a, a few very brief thoughts, I would just like to let you guys know that if anyone asks me what they should look at as far as quickly getting up to speed on the germ theory versus terrain theory thing and coming into the 21st century view of how health and disease works, I strongly recommend these episodes in this order of, of my truth verse podcast I'm talking about and specifically with keeping an eye towards germ theory episodes two followed by four by six and then you could circle back and listen to number five that's that's about how bogus the PCR tests are and the antibody tests following that I suggest 11 14 15 and then 17 and then 
you'll be able to wrap it up with episode 20 with Sally Fallon, which was also great and also covered the germ theory, terrain theory stuff and exposed the coronavirus fallacy. I'll repeat that again in order. I suggest, just a suggestion, two, four, six, then five, followed by 11, 14, 15, and 17, and then cap it off with episode 20 with Sally Fallon and possibly also Dr. Patrick Quantin with episode 21. So if you get all of that into you, you're going to have a great handle on the whole germ theory, terrain theory thing. And I believe you will no longer be susceptible to any kind of fears around supposedly infectious diseases, particularly infectious viral diseases, which we now know are, are really a modern superstition. And with those thoughts, I will let you go now. Thank you for listening. This has been Truthiverse with Brendan D. Murphy on Healthy Life Radio. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Truthverse on HealthyLife.net Radio. I've been your host, Brendan D. Murphy. And you can find the show notes and video for this episode at Truthverse.com. For more of my work and my writing, head to BrendanDMurphy.com. And remember, my friends, that freedom begins with truth. See you next episode. Rock on.